0: football podcast.
1: With Joe DeLeon. Well, let's get fat. And Sean Anderson. I am a soothsayer. Welcome back to the Believe in FCS football podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network. Today's episode, we are going to be talking about the proposed twelve-team playoff for the FBS and the parallels that it has to the FCS playoff. I am Joe DeLeon, joined by Sean Anderson. We are two former college football players from the University of Rhode Island, giving you the most in-depth analysis possible on FCS football. Sean, how are we doing today? You
0: know, I'm doing okay. A little, <laughs> little. not spread perfectly evenly onto the toast, but uh, not, not super thin. <laughs> I've seen you spread a little thinner than I am right now, uh, mm. but with less stakes, so I'm not sure what what to make of that.
1: Yeah, it sounds like what you're telling me. I can't even fully process all the things that you have to get done this week. Well, at least you got on vacation last week. That, that's the, the oh. one redeeming quality.
0: Oh wait, Well, on vacation, normally you have to do a bunch of work, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then I was on vacation. Well,
1: that sounds like you had a good time. <laughs> yeah, it was Down fun. in the Outer Banks.
0: Yeah, it was fun.
1: <laughs> uh, fun fact, folks. Sean almost forgot it was my birthday this weekend.
0: That's true. That is absolutely true. I was (laughs) so swamped. And I'm like, (laughs) it was was actually um, Alex uh, who who reminded me, Alex Gilstrip, uh, who reminded me that that it was... He um,
1: drunk drunk tweeted that out that it was my birthday. Yeah, Uh, And so uh, that's what I figured. That's what I figured once you texted me was that was when you realized. I thought you were doing a bit for a little bit because you texted fire, which was a little disrespectful. But then I was like, ah, oh, he's totally doing it bad. He's I completely not that type forgot.
0: I don't know. No, I completely forgot that you guys shared a that birthday. I it s- felt so bad. Makes
1: so much worse. Dude, See, if you didn't it, text Fire, if you didn't text him, I think I wouldn't have cared. I, it wouldn't have bothered me. But you te- waking me waking up to a text message in a group chat with Fire saying Happy Birthday was a little bit demeaning.
0: Just no, dude. It, I just. <laughs> <laughs> i saw the roadie football post so i'm like oh gosh here we go so oh, I wanted you to shoot didn't off. even
1: remember fire's birthday no wow, you were just giving it all up today dude wow. i was Holy i've crap. just been down
0: so bad it's not even funny i've been missing everything
1: it's you're not ter- down bad that's not the right wording you're just you're busy it's busy. okay to say you're busy huh. down bad is not the right word what i about was about down if you haven't bad showered for in month? three days have you not no Please tell, oh down my bad, God, bro.
0: I'm down so bad.
1: That's not down bad. That's disgusting. No, it's down you bad. are, you're too large to, to, to not shower for three days. I know. I- I please just whatever you do, do not go near anyone of the opposite sex for a week because that smell will linger no matter how thorough of a shower you take.
0: I don't want to go near anybody of the same sex. I don't want to go near anybody. It doesn't matter. I'm not doing good right <laughs> now. I have no rhythm. I'm out of my groove. Oh my god! I'm Cusco. I just got oh. turned into the into the llama, bro. I, I'm just I'm uh, alpaca. Was he alpaca or a llama?
1: I don't know. I think he was an alpaca. I need you to take something off your plate. If you don't do it, I don't even know. Find something else to do that it makes you less swamped. How about that? Impossible. You can find stuff to do that that takes up less time. That probably pays you just as much as it does at a serious... We're, we're not doing this right now. Yeah, what, is, what are we getting into
0: my nitty-gritty for? You're the one that drank uh, a four local before the Clippers game at age 23.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about that? We will to get into the nitty-gritty. Who does that? That was, I got baited into doing that by oh, I know you I, did uh, not they were i did i i they were in my he brought them here when I first moved in, and they sat in my fridge, and we didn't have anything, and we were rushing, so we drank those, and that was easily the dumbest thing that I've ever done before a sporting event because like i it, for anyone who's had a four loco, it's fun to do when you're eighteen or like sixteen. But when you're over the age of 22, it's just, it's, it's disgusting. It makes you want to vomit. Marcus Morris. (laughs) Oh, you're the best. (laughs) I was, I was yelling some pretty obnoxious things if I'm being completely honest. Of course you were. Of course you were. Why wouldn't you be? Of course I was, I drank a four loco before a basketball game. There's no excuse for what I
0: did. Dude, at least you didn't get beat up like those two Nuggets fans.
1: Oh my By God. the Suns and Four oh guy,
0: he had some heavy fists, yes. heavy hands. That, I want to do that a report on dude,
1: him. Dude, I want to. Uh, yeah, I would like to talk to that man. Someone needs to find him and speak with him because the not only the fact that that man was swung on, that was a cheap shot. The guy tried to pull a sucker punch on him by mm-hmm. doing the old weak ass pull away and well, then how swing kind of deal. Yeah, like that's that's weak. If you're gonna square up, you square up. For him to get knocked the hell out the way that he did, that's just fantastic.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, it was it was just, I don't know. I, fan fights are never good. No one would ever say they're good for sports. It's not good no matter. It doesn't matter. They're fun to watch. They're fun to watch. They are just, bad thing, fun to watch. I'll watch all right, them all day. Speaking
1: of, speaking of fun to watch, it's always fun to watch games that you're betting on. So, Sean, can you tell us about uh, where they might be betting? Oh, boy.
0: You know, I actually had a lead in prompted too damn i I had i had my own little thing i was eating some grapes do do the read and i was gonna say you know grapes are kind of hit hit or miss you know they're either really good or really bad kind of like the sixers you know to see how that was gonna go that's not bad i was just 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 literally just eating grapes for the whole six minutes
1: i don't know why anyone listens to this podcast i say that every single time that we do this and it's seven minutes into the lead in (laughs) (laughs) Just do the read.
0: Hey, you'll text me when we start really
1: hemorrhaging listeners, will you? Right? Oh, we've never hemorrhaged listeners. Everybody. How is that physically possible? How is that? I think that is an impossibility. The the feedback that I've gotten, and and I apologize to any listeners I have not responded to because my DMs are just. I'm. I'm, This is not an exaggeration. This is not me, me trying to be a braggart or anything. But my DMs are flooded with people just hitting me up about stuff. I respond to as many as I can, but. All the feedback's positive. Everybody likes listening because we're just so much more real, if that makes sense. Why the hell are they going to your
0: DMs? Mine are freaking wide open.
1: Uh, I'm a little bit more more public on Twitter than you are. I haven't been posting as much as I used to be. I need to get back into doing that.
0: Yeah, I I, oh, I got to get back into it also. I have I just don't tweet as much anymore.
1: You would have I more followers for one obvious reason, and we're not going to go over that, but can you please do... <laughs> we're, Alex sends an email. Well, I'm gonna have to do the second read back to back because we're we're seven minutes and 30 seconds in, and you still haven't done the read. We're supposed to do it in the first five minutes. Can you tell him about Bet Online, please?
0: <laughs> well, we were talking about basketball, so we can just say this is one big read for BetOnline.ag. And we are in June, and we are about to be in July, but, you know, July is really when we start getting to the dog days of summer. It's going to be slow. So what do you want to do? You want to just uh, bet on baseball, or you want to get in on this action now? I mean, you could do dog day betting. Takes a lot out of you, though, just like playing in the games. How about you hop in on this playoff craze for the NHL and NBA? A lot of is happening. Going to keep on getting a little tighter. Game's going to have more meaning. What do you think's going to happen Visit the website today or use your mobile device to uh, to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next tip-off, uh, tip face-off, or pitch, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts.
1: Well, thank you tip for off. that, Sean. Tip we'll off. get to the second read soon. But as we alluded to the fact that today's episode, we're, we're doing a little bit of an FBS-FCS crossover. And... The idea behind this, and I think it's it's just such a unique circumstance here where news breaks that there's an effort being made to move the playoff in 2025 for the FBS from 4 to 12 teams. And now that we're at 12 teams, and FCS, people that cover the FCS have, have joked about this, have talked about this to a point where it's like eventually when it, when it became 4 teams... How like, oh, we're going to eventually have a 2014 playoff like the FCS does. And here we are. We're already taking those steps and the progress towards it. So I, I felt as though Sean today would be a great episode to share our perspective covering the Division I level of sports that already has an expanded playoff that doesn't even have a bowl system within it. So there are going to be a lot of parallels, a lot of what we're seeing. So the, the way that it is expected to be is that there will be a a four by four teams that receive a buy within that first round the remaining teams will then have to play to advance to the next round those buys are coming from teams that win their conferences and there are additionally automatic bids from the power five conferences whoever wins those conferences so there's as i said similarities between the fcs playoff already and what they are proposing with this 12 team playoff the only difference is that there will be bowl games that are inevitably tied in within this so did i I miss any there anything there sean is that that's the antithesis of it and as you said you actually listened in to the commissioner detailing this stuff so did i get everything correct there
0: yeah it was a lot of well the the um they didn't necessarily go over all the plans in the press conferences that I was uh, somewhat a part of. I wasn't. I actually wasn't live for this one, but uh, uh, post game cutting or post press conference cutting it. I think I listened to Sankey from the FC uh, uh, SEC. Um, what's his name? Ball, Bullsby from the Big Ten or Twelve, whatever. Uh, the Mountain West uh, Commissioner was in there, and then Notre Dame Head Athletic Director was in there, and that's
1: just yeah, just Jack Swarbrick. Yep, yeah,
0: yeah. what. Notre Dame shouldn't be in it. They shouldn't be in the tournament. Get in a conference, you losers. Uh, but that's beside the point.
1: We're not, it's we're beside not the point, that. Joe. I'm not going to I'm not going to harp
0: on it. It was just it felt like okay, here's three guys that are legitimate and then here's this random guy, you know? It, it was like us going to an actual faculty meeting. I felt like mm-hmm. uh the, the Notre Dame athletic director. Nevertheless, it's uh it's a very interesting proposal and from what I saw the um there was only one real big counter about it, and I wish that somebody had said, you know, this is kind of like the FCS. It seems a little similar to have their tournament. We've seen how successful they've been able to operate it and run it without a hitch for, I don't know, 30 years at least, maybe more, definitely more. The tournament is important. It's very strong. It's it's built for the FCS. It's it. I don't know. I'm a big proponent of it, and I'm a big proponent of letting teams get hot late in the season. The top four are always going to be the top four, right, Joe? There's no no real question about that.
1: Right. So the one thing that I was really thinking about with this playoff is, and and this seems to be one of the discussion points for those that are against the 12-team playoff, one of the takes that I've been hearing is people saying, yes, this does allow more teams to be in contention to win a national championship. This does increase the amount of, teams outside of the Power Five, the possibility for a group of five team to work their way in, some smaller programs. Maybe you have a Cinderella-type run, all that good stuff. But one thing you do have to consider is we're still going to likely have the same four programs that have always dominated the the four-team playoff that will now dominate the 12-team playoff. So we're talking about Alabama. We're talking about Clemson talking about Ohio State, and then you can also throw in their Oklahoma, too, as well, who has been either in it or on the outside of it. And I'm thinking, all right, how does this compare to the FCS playoff? 2021 is not a good example of what to expect. We're we're not even going to compare because that wasn't even the full-size FCS playoff. It just wasn't. But what we saw over the past three, four, five, even longer seasons – who were the two similar teams that were consistently in it, Sean? It was either North Dakota. It was North Dakota State and James Madison. Yep. Those were the two teams that were constantly competing in the final game of the national championship. So to me, I think that that's a really do- direct proof. And I'm not saying I'm against the playoff. I'm actually very much in, in favor of it. And I'll get to some of those points. Why? But I just think that there is very specific proof for the most successful programs are always going to dominate the playoff. It doesn't matter. We're always going to see the same final four teams, not every single year, but there is still going to be established consistency because the teams with the most resources that were consistently recruit the best are always going to dominate.
0: I mean, it feels like we would have more Coastal Carolina BYU games stuff like that that would happen in the playoffs mm-hmm. where it's meaningful. And that's something I can get a part uh, behind. Last year all over the place. Everything was crazy. Teams were filling in games randomly left and right. There was no real structure. With structure, you get a little more hype. You get to build it up a little more instead of saying, you know, having a little ESPN tab say pop up and say, "Oh, they're playing them?" It, I'd like to see the build up. I'd like to see the analysis. All of that is going to be fun when it comes to a playoff. You're looking at the bracket. Why do we love March Madness so much, Joe?
1: Because of the spontaneity of it, and there's so many games.
0: Yeah, with well, that and the bracket. We like seeing the path. Who was the easiest? Who was the toughest? What happens this? What happens then? Instead of just seeing, okay, so it's going to be two games, and we're going to have the national championship between the same two teams. This way, it's more involvement. It's more excitement. It's more money. It's more this. It's more that. And the real backlash I've seen was just mostly about the where the games would be taking place and it seems like they're leaning towards yeah more neutral site locations which
1: i mean whatever you give give these schools the opportunity to play in their home stadiums you don't i mean i would honestly hate that if i was playing on one of those teams i would be pissed if i had to travel one weekend to dallas and then the next to pasadena california to go play the second game i wouldn't want to do that crap I'd rather play at home. If I earn the ability to play at home and have my home crowd, like that's the thing when we we have these, that when we had the four-team playoff, Mm -hmm. there were instances where some of these teams had an indirect home field advantage just based on where the game was played. If you earned a higher seed, there are 12 seeds now, you should earn the right to have a home field advantage in the first week that you're playing.
0: Agreed. It... I, we're turning we're taking it away from football and we're putting it to everything has to be a massive uh Super Bowl event. No, 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 no. Yeah. They're football games. Football games should have favorites based on where they're playing. That's how it works in the NFL. We're not doing neutral site in the NFL. Why would you do it in college where fan bases are easily just as ravenous. It, for whatever the hell these 12 teams are, first first week there should be six favorites based on the home crowd. It, it's just every, all these teams and schools are also in the F, uh, FBS equipped to handle that many people. They're equipped for a massive national broadcast. It, it's not, it, you don't need to be going to uh, Mercedes Benz stadium every, every week. You don't need to give the home fans something to root for instead of having to sit. You're going to have them sit in the stands and watch the jumbotron. What are you get? You're going to have them in the parking lot watching <laughs> the big, no, that sucks. That definitely sucks, and I, I. the problem is, though, that's really the biggest gripe, and that's something that can also be adjusted, I believe, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, that that is, that is something that they're going to need to figure out here, and that's also, we have direct evidence of the FCS playoff, of it being successful, in my opinion, where these early round games, if you have a higher seeding, which the FCS playoff does not seed, Past a certain number you just end up making it as an at-large bid Mm -hmm. but if you have a better record and you earn the right to play at home it provides your university with the ability to sell tickets uh, one other opportunity for marketing all that good stuff for trying to get potential new students to come there all of that stuff i think is the advantage of the preliminary round the only spots that they should actually play these games on neutral site territory in different stadiums, as you said, in the Super Bowl atmosphere, should be the Final Four. That's it. The remainder should be played at their home stadiums. Let those schools benefit from it.
0: I mean, we don't go to Fargo until final, right? Exactly. Fargo?
1: No, 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 no. no. Fargo's North Dakota. Uh, Uh, uh,
0: uh, Oh. Holy crap. Wait, no. Oh, I'm stupid. (laughs) I keep,
1: you your your gaff just made me forget what wait it's in Texas holy it's not crap Waco, how do is we, it it's not wait Frisco Frisco holy. God, I <laughs> what who oh my God why are we hosting this podcast God damn it <laughs> Well we wait, were never maybe, we maybe we didn't pay to- that
0: much attention because we were never that close <laughs> to, to Yes continue. exactly <laughs> I'll
1: get that to us. Uh, I'm calling us a timeout here. We're going to do the next read so we don't don't forget. Uh, Folks, I want to tell you about Moink. Uh, Moink was founded by an eighth generation farmer who was featured on Shark Tank. Host Kevin O'Leary said it's the best bacon he's ever tasted. And frankly, I agree. And Jamie Siminoff, creator of the Ring Doorbell, invested in Moink. Why do just four companies control 80% of the U.S. meat industry? Because Mm. big food crushes the little guy. Bastards. You can't help change that with moinkbox.com. Why are 97% of the chickens served in the U.S. dipped in chlorine? Simple. Because big food doesn't have the same quality standards as the family farm. That's why you need moinkbox.com. The best bacon, the best steak, the best chicken, and the best salmon you'll ever eat won't come from the grocery store. You'll only find it on the family farm and caught by independent Alaskan fishermen. That's why you need MoinkBox.com. Join the MoinkBox uh, movement today. Go to MoinkBox.com slash believe right now. And listeners of this show get free bacon for a year with every box Ordered. That's one year of the best bacon you'll ever taste, but for a limited time. Spelled Moink, M-O-I-N-K, box.com, slash, believe. That's Moinkbox.com, slash, believe.
0: Joe, when I...
1: I, I so, yeah, go ahead. What do you got?
0: Whenever I get scared, I go to Zoinkbox.com. What?
1: <laughs> what? I... Uh. Oh, man, we made it so far without you making some dumbass comment, yet here we are. <laughs> so, Sean, I want to I wanna talk some of the benefits on, on why I'm a supporter of the playoff, being sure. someone who we, we both competed at the FCS level in a point where we were almost in contention to make the playoff that one year in 2018 when we were 6 and 5 but we were ranked at a period of period of time and then we lost a couple close games which which just barely pushed us out of it we really thought that there was a chance that we made the playoff and the big reason why I'm a supporter of the 12 team Sean do you remember those final weeks of the season how intense practice was and just the overall atmosphere mentally what it was like compared to all the other years where we were losing and we were bad, it was exciting to be on the practice field. It was exciting to be out there because we knew that if we just kept pushing, we could send ourselves to the playoff and possibly compete. There was a chance. There was a possibility. And I think motivating smaller programs that have good seasons to put them and propel them to compete harder to possibly make the playoff or make the playoff is only going to help grow some of these middle tier programs that have been struggling to compete with the dominant top 5 or 6 teams that have been consistently dominant.
0: I would say that uh to touch on your point the uh or to piggyback rather the <laughs> the uh the Is that a was that a bacon joke? <laughs> no, it was I know you don't like the term piggyback. Um <laughs>
1: Oh, I forgot about
0: that. Yeah. <laughs> College football players are very much all the same. Uh, talent-wise, no. Skill-wise, no. Size-wise, no. Capability-wise, no. But when it comes to mentality and when you're on pra- uh, practicing, when you're winning, mm-hmm. it's a very similar uh, uh, mentality. And when you're losing, you could talk to any guy from JUCO to national champion, if you are losing, losing, and you are dreading practice, and you start thinking, what are we even doing? Why am I waking up at 5 a.m.? That's different than, oh, this is a, we're getting closer to game day. We're getting closer and closer to have another chance type practice. And I haven't met any other college football players that have a different mindset, and I don't believe Joe has either. I think that's kind of ubiquitous because in yeah. a group of 18 to 24-year-old guys, you know there's not going to be there's some outliers there's some freaks who that's all they think about and there's some people who think that you know wh- I'm just here cuz I like the jersey on me but for the most part i'd say 95% of college football players all have a similar mentality when it comes to winning and losing and getting motivated it's to go to the next level it's to win games it's to not lose is what i would say when you're losing it just sticks with you it's like a stench And to have a motivation for some reason, and if you you get a win, you get a little more motivation. You're like, wow, we win another, then this will happen. Win another, this will happen. And it's just a feeling that you can't replicate. You can't do it anywhere else. So to have more uh, football teams have the opportunity to go through that, I'm all in favor of it. I'm all in favor of guys getting psyched up for practice opposed to, oh, I got to go do inside run. And then I all my legs are so sore. (laughs) Oh, look at the specialists over there not doing anything. I hate them. Ugh. And then a coach is yelling, Offsides, Anderson. Oh, what are we? What are you doing? And I'm like, Oh, come on, man. I got to go to class. As opposed to, you know, a completely different mindset. You're doing just having a lot more fun when you're winning, and you're having a lot more fun when you're actually contending. You know, there's a little more seriousness on the field, but there's also more fun to be had. And that's something I hope more uh, teams get to experience as opposed to just four teams.
1: Yeah, and the one, the one thing that I'm trying to emphasize here is that I, I feel as though the supporters of the 12-team the bracket are using the incorrect logic to support it because you keep hearing a lot of people saying like, oh, there's, there's more opportunities for teams. It's going to create more parity. We're going to have a more competitive environment. We're not just going to see Alabama and Clemson winning it every other year and then maybe a surprise team in there but the surprise team ends up just being Ohio State or Oklahoma. Instead, I I think that we, we shouldn't focus on that. Those same teams will likely continue to dominate, and that's okay. It's just how football has been, college football has been around for over 100 years, and the best programs that started out way before everybody else in locations that give them dominance in recruiting, you can't help that. A team like Coastal Carolina, who was previously an FCS program, is going to take decades before they can compete directly with a program like Alabama. But what this now can allow for is, as I was saying earlier, the middle tier teams in these Power Five conferences. So, like a team like Kentucky, if they have a hot year, that allows their program to grow. It allows them to compete in recruiting more by saying, like, hey, yeah, you can go to Alabama, and you can sit on the bench for three years and then play your senior year, and maybe you, maybe if that all works out perfectly, you end up in the NFL. Or you can come here, start as a, as a true freshman or as a redshirt freshman, and get on the field early. Teams like that will be able to sell more. Programs like Cincinnati or Tulsa that are in the group of five, Coastal Carolina, those schools that we saw that were good last year not up to snuff with the with the power some of these power five programs and the, probably the rest of the teams in the bracket, but that gives them an ability to grow their program, get more resources. The alumni and boosters will invest more in those programs. The overall benefit that this provides smaller, growing, and developing teams is far greater than I think. Us considering, oh, it's just going to allow for more overall parity. It's probably not going to happen for a while, but it can allow for different programs to grow and to improve.
0: I think it's going to be a. Uh, uh, I agree. I, you know, it, it's nice to actually be on the same side of the uh, the argument with you for once, Joe. I know it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't happen, happen often, often. but uh, it's nice for us to actually be hand in hand, as it were, uh, on this issue, or not even an issue, what, development.
1: I guess I would consider it an issue. This is huh. something where a lot of people are disagreeing.
0: So, Well, those people are we're wrong, real, and we're always right.
1: Yeah, we already knew that. <laughs> Do you have any final thoughts on the playoff, though? I think that that's – you know, the, as, as two people who have seen what it's like as players and also who are covering FCS, I, I think that there are a lot of potential benefits um, that this can provide.
0: Not as much final thoughts on the playoff, but mostly final thoughts about how you're starting to talk with a California accent, and it's driving me up a wall.
1: What? What the hell are you talking about?
0: You're affecting your A's a little weird.
1: That was always Plaf. a New Jersey thing. Plaf. That was always that was always a New Jersey thing, and you know that that's not a California thing.
0: He just did it. I've again. always,
1: I have had some slight. There you go. <laughs> in. Inflection on some of my words because of my New Jersey accent, and I fought Mm-mm. the hell out of that. Mm-mm. Nope. Yes. Nope.
0: Yes. I know it's from California.
1: Bull, that's not true. Nobody out here has, I don't hang around anyone that has an accent.
0: You gonna go to the Valley later?
1: It really sucks. He's <laughs> all running MGK again in Malibu. Oh, dude.
0: How, how have we not talked about that yet?
1: I Is will that for here that or for a different? That's for a different. That's a different. It, so I, I still stand by the guy could not have done. The guy could have not have made more of an effort to draw attention to himself because he walked into a store, bought a guitar. Instead of carrying it out like a normal human being, he slung it over his shoulder and walked like he was going to play it. You know what I'm talking? You know what I mean? Like, mm. the, like how we, how we, when I, when I say that. So the handsome, like ha- uh, the, the,
0: the, the handsome, famous man is making you insecure.
1: No, I just—I—that's I, I, not okay. My whole point is that like the guy already stands out like crazy because he has bright ass blonde hair and he's got tattoos all over his body. But for him to then string a guitar over his shoulder that he has no intention of playing, I think is a little
0: obnoxious. Just admit you wanted to be him in that moment.
1: No, I did not. I could care less. It was cool seeing Megan Fox though. I didn't know that they were dating.
0: That's the show everybody. I'm Sanderson Radio. Okay. Sean Anderson is my real name. That's Joe DeLeon his real um Sean
1: Anderson Sean Anderson's your real name? Why do you have to have, Why did you have to specify that? Because
0: I said I'm Sanderson Radio, like a moron because oh, okay. okay. you do the housekeeping, but I'm not gonna let right. this dumpster fire DeLeon. continue. At Joe DeLeon at on Sanderson Twitter Radio. at Sanderson Radio Follow on Twitter.
1: <laughs> Shut up! Follow Sorry. believe Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Head to believe.com to find our shows well as hundreds of other amazing shows. We'll talk to you soon folks Enjoy the rest of your day.